to the newest indoor adventure in the four keeps winter part seven today is january 4th 2020 and you are loved and that is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these games if this is your first time joining us you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all of the vods of each of the games that we have played up until this point did i say 2020 it's 2021 thank you sauce fire uh, if you are more of an audio cast inclined individual, you can go towards where anywhere audio casts are made available for free. You can find us there under the same moniker. And speaking, of course, of things that are being made available for free, if you go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures, you can catch up on our after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from all of you guys. So. If you have any questions for myself or any of these other fine folk, the easiest way for you to ask them is to be to post them in the Twitch chat to the side or join us in the Discord found in the link down below. Uh, post them in our questions for the courts and we will do our best to respond in kind. And if you already support us on Patreon, you already support us on Twitch and YouTube and all of those other places and you keep thinking to yourself, where can I go to help support this absolutely incredible show even more? Well, don't worry, buddy. We got your back. Quite literally, in fact, because if you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com, we got t-shirts, we got posters, we got mugs, we got crop tops, throw pillows, clocks, aprons, shower curtains, and most importantly, going into 2021, we also have face masks. That's right, we got our Tia masks. That means a mask with the symbol of Tiamat upon it, done by our very own Cyberwolf1201, where all of the proceeds that we get from the purchasing of said masks goes to help Doctors Without Borders. So, if you would like to help support a good cause or help support the show, that you can once again go to Indoor Adventure, no S at the end, dot redbubble.com. But that is it for my spiel. So, hey, RJ, who are you playing today? Hey everybody, I'm RJ, and today I'll be playing Kalem, the Shatterkai Wizard Cleric. Both of us use he, him. Hello everybody, I'm LB Hackamup, and I'm going to be playing Gwen, the Halfling Barbarian Fighter. We're both she, her, and shout out to my brother because it's his birthday. Not indoor, but my real brother. My blood brother, I should say. Oi, I'm Cyber. I play Arjan, uh, the Draconian Ranger. He, him, for both of us. And I'm Wings, also known as Danae Keener. I'm going to be playing as Cory under the Eldrin Paladin. We're both she, her. And I am the indoor adventurer, he, him. And tonight I shall be your dungeon master. So last we left off, we ended up having a brief holiday special where once again, Santar grabbed all of you uh, right at the most inopportune moment that he could possibly find to take you to the holiday nexus had you help him out with a few issues you ended up re uh, meeting up again with bill and ted the gith yankee as well as rasa the red dragon who had a little bit of a gift exchange with arjan she gave him a dragon chest set he gave her a rather large looking ruby it was a good time had by all and it was at that point that you were all then whisked back to where you were previously which if you will all remember was right after you stabbed the Fomorian leader the Dyson through the bottom of the well his face I would say bottom of his mouth but uh, his whole chest bit was his mouth really so you stabbed the soft him. palate his, like yes, right up in there right in through the soft palate uh and Osmond your translator your no longer prisoner with a job uh let loose a speech that then allowed everyone within the fomorian fortress to realize that the magic's keeping them 
trapped from and preventing them from teleporting were no longer there and your revolution was begun so where we are picking up you guys are in the middle of this amphitheater the revolution has been going on for maybe five minutes tops so what we're going to be doing is that we are actually going to be going into a skill challenge right now as again you haven't really taken over the city you've killed the leader and you need to get to the treasure room where your urn is so let's uh this skill challenge is basically to determine the effectiveness of this revolution we're gonna see how many of these revolutionary forces are able uh are able to be successful in their endeavors that sort of thing but again you are in the center of the inner fortress you're surrounded by fomorians small guard the marred all sorts of individuals so let's roll some initiative to determine who is going to be going first for these skill challenges. For the purposes of the skill challenge, you are going to be needing seven successes in order to pass or three failures. You're a monster. The revolution will still go off without a hitch. It will be successful. This just determines how successful it will be. 12. 15. 14. Okay. Gwen got Gwen got 12. The elves got 15. And no, Arsh Caleb got 18. Okay. Cool. Makes sense since the last thing that happened was Caleb stabbed somebody. Osmond stabbed somebody, and Caleb. I had a quippy one liner. <laughs> Caleb wanted to stab somebody, but Osmond beat him to it. All right, so, Calum, you are going to be going first at the start of this skill challenge. Teleportation magic is a go. All of the elves that are within this amphitheater have begun to pull out weaponry, sharp objects, rocks that they have procured from outside of the arena, and they are doing their best to begin to attack all of the uh, all of their Fomorian chain holders uh, that are in this amphitheater as well. Calum, what would you like to do as part of this skill challenge uh, to help with the overall success of this revolution? Can I cast command at fifth level to assist me on no fourth level to assist me on this but he would like to walk out and um use intimidation and say surrender to as many fomorians as he can target with command which is five okay uh yeah i'd say that you'd be able to make uh i'd be i'd say that you could make that as an intimidation check 19 okay that is a success congrats all right, so you tell them to surrender. Uh, and the revolutionaries that are there, like, they're like, yeah, surrender. Like, they, like, were ready to start stabbing if you told them to. Uh, but it looks like, you know, maybe they want to take a few prisoners as well. Uh, show them how it's, show them how it's done. Uh, so you get these five Fomorians uh, to... Uh, definitely, like, hands up, 
they start to like get down on their knees and the uh elven figures that are near you uh just begin to like tie them down gulliver's travel style uh to just get them uh away from the situation many of the fomorians then also have like large sacks that are put over their heads uh in order to pre- prevent the usage of their evil eye abilities um, and uh Caleb's just gonna start strolling to the tower with the treasury okay Sounds good. So the treasury is different than the tower where uh, the treasury that you know where the urn is is inside of the Dyson's home. The tower was uh, more like a centralized place uh, where mm-hmm. the magic was emanating from. So would you like to go to the treasury or to the tower? Treasury. Okay, treasury. Got it. Next up in the initiative order, Corey. Corey, what are you doing? Uh, as you have uh begun this revolution it has been at least partially televised uh as was the practicality of the uh of the amphitheater and the stage performance you can hear the cries and cheers of well the cheers of elven kind and the cries of everyone else from outside of the arena that you are currently in but your group is beginning uh to exit this amphitheater what would you like to do to help uh to help or hinder this situation i think cory would like to split off from her group and make herself very visible and uh join her people in the revolution um okay. by she'll uh cast an investiture of wind um and just kind of like rise up into the air like avatar the last airbender style and just zip along the battlefield and just like be attacking from orions left and right i am here for this that sounds awesome so what skill is this going to be can i do an athletics check for this uh yeah i'd say you'd be able to do an athletics check for this all right Ooh. Uh, that's a flat 10, unfortunately. All right, so that is one fail. Uh, so, Corey, as you are flying around, you start hearing that flood of whispers again, uh, as you did when you were fighting the, uh, as you did when you were fighting the Dyson uh, in the amphitheater earlier, and that alone is rather distracting. Uh, and you're not exactly used to flying around aerial combat is something that is very new to you this city's layout is very new to you you definitely like check your shoulder on a building that you're trying to fly around like a little too close uh all things considered you're able to still help uh but as you're going like you see some of these uh revolutionaries also like looking up towards you being like oh my god do you see that and like a sword goes through one of them as like they were distracted mid uh mid combat on their own uh so you are still helping you're doing everything that you need to do uh but it is uh some practice definitely could have been in your favor on this one uh next up in the initiative order arjan you've seen Corey just like levitate up off the ground and and then Calum is going towards the treasury. I would also like to be heading towards the treasury just in a more stealthy fashion, possibly taking out any uh, anybody who may or may not see us. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I want to do still. Stealth. 23. Yep. 
that is a success. All right, so as you are stealthing your way through, going from shadow to shadow to shadow, you see that there are, like, as Calum's just kind of, like, confidently walking through the streets, like, from the top of a building, you'll see one of the Mard getting ready to, like, strike upon him. So you blast him or, like, fly up and prevent them from assailing your friend. It's incredibly easy for you to do a sneak in this completely underground area. Almost like you were made for this. For the sneak. Uh, next up, Gwen. Um, Gwen is going to uh, survey the situation and see where her uh, talents are needed the most. Um, she is going to try to defend as many people as possible. Um, so if there seems to be like an area where these Fomorians are, uh, seem to be winning or like pushing further in, she's going to jump in there and uh, do some heckin' smashes. So the centralized revolutionary forces are going to be in the outer fortress. The fallback location that a lot of the Fomorians were banking on is where you guys currently are. So right. as you exit the amphitheater, you see that large uh, set, uh, the large gate that you came through to enter into the inner fortress is being pushed closed by a set of Fomorian guards. Uh, Bet. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so if you would like, uh, yeah. you can prevent them from doing so in sure. a stomp foot fashion. Sure, sure would. That is a D12. Um, so I would like to go into a rage. Okay. If possible. Um, because that's what I do. So and then do an athletics to close to keep this door open. Yep. Uh ooh, uh, how is a 28? That is a success. Uh, okay. so yeah, as these Fomorians are in the process of like closing the door and you begin to activate your rage, I feel like it is, like, they they get Wait. the door shut. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, they just, like, they start pushing and it seems to get stuck, and they're, like, trying to close it, and they don't understand, like, what it is, and then they look down, and Gwen's just holding it with one hand, like. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you manage to, like, send a spirit on the other side of the door, quickly change places with them and as these two doors are going to shut it's like you just like put your foot in between it you're just like uh-uh no still open for business and just mm. boom with the strength of the, with the strength of the chieftain you are able to like push these doors open and the fomorians sort of like tumble back a little bit at the sheer weight of these doors being thrust open and gwen behind you you see that there are many individuals that have been gunning for this door that are not Fomorian sized. There is a wave of blues, greens, and reds, uh, not just in the Eladrin themselves, but you can also see that a lot of these uh, deep Eladrin lycanthropes are also kind of making their way towards this inner fortress as well. Uh, and it's almost like watching a... It's almost like watching a wave at sunset 
where like mm-hmm. as the sun's hitting it there are all those bright vibrant yeah. sparkles of color but you know that as soon as those colors reach the fomorians oh it's gonna be pretty <laughs> <laughs> Gwen like jumps up so she's like holding herself on the door like right on the edge of it and she's gonna say the Kalen lives viva la revolution there is a a resounding cheer as you know they don't really speak common or most of them don't but the the gist is there (laughs) all right I was like I could say it in giant but that's not gonna help at all all right, so that's three successes versus one failure. Next up, Calum. Uh, if there are any magical things going on, can I use an arcana check to interfere with them as I'm walking towards the tower? So the Fomorians aren't really magic-based creatures. Uh, when they became the Fomorians themselves, they actually kind of locked them themselves primarily out of the magic circles that they have um and a lot of the other magical traps that would be there were disarmed by the night hag that you left hanging out with santar okay um i guess a persuasion check then to rally some people with me okay as we're making our way to storm the tower yeah i'd say you could definitely do that uh 16. Okay, a 16 is a success, which brings the count to four. So as you are, as you're marching uh, through the street, you've seen Hot Rod, right? It's the scene, it's the, the final scene in Hot Rod where they're getting ready to go on the big jump and it's just the four of them like walking side by side through the street and a song picks up in the background and then like people just start coming out of everywhere to join them in this almost parade style setting. And then looting happens, but in this case, the looting is well-deserved for these revolutionaries. So, Caleb, as you're walking, these people just sort of flock to you uh, and Uh, then use you as their spearhead uh, for making their way into the inner fortress. Caleb throws up a minor illusion into the air into basically a tabard that rolls down, and there is the symbol of a fox with a maple leaf behind it. I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. And the people are here for it, too. <laughs> Gets the people going. Uh, so, Calum, that was your check. Next up, Corey. Corey, you are flying through the air, helping out where best you can. I think Corey is going to Florence Nightingale this shit. Um, and she's going to start looking out through the crowd and finding injured people and then, like, just descending and doing a lay on hands and then just like basically just supporting wherever it's needed just dart back and forth through the uh your mercy right now what's that yes basically um what i don't play enough overwatch to do a quote right now catching you up yeah thank you um heroes never die yeah something like that thank you (laughs) Uh, but yes I'd like to do a perception check to find the find the people who need my help most. Okay. Come on. Ah, oh, thank you. Dirty 20. Okay, that is yet another success. So, 
an angel upon the battlefield with this otherworldly glow about them descends on one of these injured uh one of these injured Aladrin who had actually just suffered a rather grievous blow uh from one of the Mard. Uh ends up like you reach out to them, you give them their lay on hands, and you see not only has their physical body recovered enough for them to keep on fighting, but the morale boost of seeing you here, seeing you in the physical, even though your hair is black as midnight, there is still like, from what you're seeing, like this thin golden outline to yourself, that alone is giving them cause to continue fighting. Uh, and they are they are with you 110% on this one. Uh, so then next up is Arjan. Are Caleb and I in the treasury or? Uh, you are not to the treasury, but at this point you are close enough that you would be able to enter into the Dysen's home. Uh, and you see that the guards that are usually stationed outside, uh, seeing the number of people uh, that are approaching, are looking to try and hold themselves up in this building if they possibly can, but they have not started yet, as it was, you know, built as a more open-air kind, of, uh, kind of building. Can I do a perception check to try and uh, find, like, a way around them? I believe like... Corey just used a perception check. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, see, this is a problem with having one skill that's really, really good. I have 15 in stealth. I have nothing else. To be fair, I wanted to use persuasion last time. Okay. Sorry. Um... <laughs> Me, I, I still do want to try to like find another way around that because my main goal is like going in and getting the urn while everything is still crazy. So, so I guess like an acrobatics check, uh, to try and just like you know, Assassin's Creed my way in and around them. Yeah, I'd say you'd definitely be able to do that. 14. Okay, so 14 is a failure, uh, sir. <laughs> It's a high. It's a higher DC because you guys have skills that give you a base plus fifteen. We have to do seven of these, sir. Yeah, and you've got five successes so far. It's five to two. Okay, fair. How many fails? It's three failures. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, so. Sir. You are able to you are able to bypass an Assassin's Creed your way into this area. Uh at this point, um like when you get inside, I imagine it's more of like the Batman break down through the ceiling as they think that they're safe. And then like they look behind them to see where the noise is, and in the distraction of them looking behind, that's when the door's able to fully open as Calum is leading this group towards your uh towards this area. So you have definitely allowed there to be an opening uh for your group that is ever growing to reach the Dyson's palace. Uh next up is Gwen. Gwen, what are you doing? Cool. Uh, Gwen is uh, pr 
probably right in the middle of people fighting right now, right? Yes, uh, you are in the uh, middle of people fighting. You've seen that Calum is like walking forward with just a throng of people behind him, and then a banner with a fox and maple leaf dropped, and that seemed to like inspire people even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at this point, like the werewolf wave has caught up to you, and mm-hmm. you are just like you are in the midst of them. Like, thankfully, you found yourself at, like, a high enough spot up, but there is just a stampede of <laughs> pissed-off lichens that are making their way through this area. Hell yeah. Um, I think... Um, do I spot any, like, reinforcements joining the fray? Uh, reinforcements for the Fomorians? Yeah. So, the Fomorians are very isolated. It's not like okay. they can, like, bugle call and then bring more people in. Right. Like... They have a set number of individuals right. in this city, and most of them are spread between the two, uh, the inner fortress and outer fortress. Okay, um, we need, do we still need weapons? Uh, for the people? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could give them weapons. You did a pretty good job uh, okay. stealing a shit ton from the armory. Good. Okay. Uh, I'm just trying to make sure that all of our bases are covered, because at this point, I think Gwen's just going to... Uh, I mean, this seems to be handled from what I'm understanding. Like, yeah, this looks, it's checking out pretty good. Cool. Um, I am going to make my way into the inner fortress then. Yeah, you were at the, you were like holding the doors of yeah. the inner fortress open. So, um, yeah, so right I'm going to move in that way. I'm going to try to find the higher ups, uh, in the army and make them surrender in the guard. Okay. That aren't, that are not out there. All right. So, technically, it's us. Well, I know that, but like... That was for the small guard. Yeah. Uh, The inner guard, different status. Mm -hmm. Um, What kind of... What skill do you want to use for this? I'm thinking intimidate. I want to be Mushu uh, with the the fireworks people. We're like, who are you? And he's like, your worst nightmare. I want to be that one. I want to intimidate them. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um. So yeah, I I will. Well, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> That's not terrible. Uh, it has a dirty twenty. A dirty twenty is a success. Uh. So thankfully, uh, most of the most of like the high ranking members of the guard were around the amphitheater. Uh, hmm. so I mean that's where the Dyson was. So that's kind of where the the like big tough members of the guard needed to be uh Mm -hmm. and you just came from there and so Mm -hmm. i imagine it's like like uh again to reference the assassin's creed like legolas like you are hopping on top of the backs of the werewolves as they are running (laughs) uh and then like you make your way over skid in front of one of these fomorians that has uh, a great axe in their hands that's Mm -hmm. like surrounded by <laughs> wave like just swath of werewolves you come out in front of them uh and these werewolves all like hackles up they get like that dark shadow over them their eyes glint mm-hmm. and there is just like this aura that is emanating <laughs> from behind you as you tell this dude in giant it'd be better to stand down <laughs> uh, and they just like look at you and then look up, and as far as they can see, is no <laughs> way out that leads without them dying. And so mm. they just open up their hands. 
as their axe drops and they hands up Mm -hmm. like mean fucking grimace on their face as they then like get down onto their knees hands behind their head uh as they accept surrender i arrest him i tie up his arms and chains oh yeah no uh like what happened in the amphitheater those that have been enslaved have an excess of rope and chain, and they are Gulliver's traveling all these giants, just like tie them down to the ground, tie their arms, tie their legs, no moving, uh, make sure they can't use their uh, evil eye abilities. This is going pretty swimmingly. So we got six successes, two failures. The next rule will decide it all. That's on you, Calum. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, if we're walking up to the Dyson's defense position, I would like to use... You are, like, oh. in the building now. Like, you have made it into the palace. Arjan was able to, like, open that up for you. Okay. <sighs> Can I use my Ray of Ravens plus an Arcana check to basically, on this first floor, target structural weaknesses to just collapse defenses? So that we can charge in a bit easier. Yeah. Um, 26. And as Calum launches it, he uh, it starts as a whisper, but he says charge in Elvish. And everyone behind him just like starts roaring and running forward. Oh, yeah. No, this is like they are maybe about... 20 feet or so away from this building as the Ray of Ravens just like start taking out the keystones holding this building up and it just begins to crumble and fall away and with that your skill challenge is successful uh the head members of the Fumorian guards have all laid down their arms and are accepting their defeat, whatever that may entail. Uh, it seems like a lot of the, uh, of the former prisoners have some pretty strong ideas as to what they believe justice would be, uh, in this situation. So you are more than welcome to, uh, either allow them to do this or deter them, uh, from, you know, just killing their captors. Uh, but, the Dyson's palace is uh, partially destroyed. Uh, the main gates have been opened. Corey, you are flying around helping out individuals. And as you are, as things are beginning to kind of come to a tepid calm, uh, you start seeing the sheer number of folk uh, that participated in this. The, di- the Fomorian kingdom had maybe about a thousand Fomorians, all things considered. There are very few that are left after all this is said and done. But your group is successful. Are you going to be reconvening or is it just Gwen, Calum, Arjan, in the Dyson's palace area and Corey, you're just going to continue zipping about helping people. Yep. I I think by this point, her investiture of wind would have worn off and she's just uh, wandering around on foot, uh, giving healing to everybody who needs it. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, So that being said, 
the three of you that are at the Dyson's Palace are able to get to the treasury. Uh, and upon uh, going into this place, you see that there are a plethora of urns, all filled with, uh, some are filled with gems, others are filled with coinage. Uh, there is, um, and then towards the back in that like glass case that you had seen, there it is, the urn that you have been, uh, the urn that brought you here effectively. Um, but it is ripe for the pickings, and when you go up to it, lift up the glass, toss that shit to the side. It is not an illusion. This is the physical vase that you were looking for. It has a stopper on top. Uh, and size-wise, it is roughly around the same size as you, Gwen. I think we found what we've been earning for oh dear uh Kaylin, would you be able to sense if anything else in here is particularly useful to us focusing on a detect magic okay so with a detect magic there is not much in terms of magic that you get from this other than alarm spells that had been set uh but there is one other piece of magical uh, magical make inside of this uh, inside of this building, and Calum, it is a great sword to you. Uh, you're assuming that it was probably a dagger for uh, the Dyson or for one of these giants, but for your size, uh, it functions similarly as a great sword, and. With your detect magic, you are getting a sense of evocation from the sword. Mm. Uh, there's a bit of evocation magic over here. And by the way, Gwen, I would have said we've earned it. Okay. Yeah, and as you guys are picking up all of these things, um, as far as gold pieces go... The number that you are currently looking at is 38,000 gold pieces. You also find 20,000 platinum pieces. So how are we distributing this? Is it like half and half, or we get the gold and they get the platinum, or what? Do we even need this much? What will we do with this much money? Buy a lot of books, drink a lot of beer. I could, I could make my own distillery. You can microbrew. Was that a joke? Was that a joke about my size, Caleb? You said 38,000? Yes. 38K GP, 20K PP. It's a very sincere smile from Caleb. All right. Let's take a quarter. Okay, I have a we, don't I have a need, we don't need that much and these people have been through a lot and they will probably need something to reestablish themselves yeah 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 but who's gonna lead them Osman he is the I mean, voice I think, of the revolution I think that they should pick well I think they should that would be the decision that they come up with probably adjudicated by Corey, but
Anyway, I'm taking 9,500 gold pieces and I'm taking 500 platinum. No, 5,000 platinum. Yep. Then you also see in this treasury that there is what looks like a fine silken tapestry uh, that includes... It's like makeup rolls. Like if somebody were to like put their face on the side of a piece of silk and then roll it over so that way you can see the patterning on it uh, of each of the Dysons uh, in the lineage of Dysons for uh, the leaders of the uh, Lustrous Fortress for the last 20 generations. Mm-hmm. Anyone want to burn this one? What are we burning? Dyson silk tapestry. It was, hmm. I mean, do you want to burn it or do you want to leave it up to them? That's true. I could turn that into a kick-ass robe, though. The faces of the Dyson. They aren't robe. like removed faces. No, I know it's like them the... on there. It's yeah. So I was like, wait, sure. did I hear that, Ross? Just wanted, like, I know I've had some weird shit in this campaign, so like, just wanted to be on the level with that one. We'll we'll get a committee together. All or right, Corey will. All right. I don't feel like we have very much of a say in what's about to happen. That's more Corey and. The revolutionaries. Mm -hmm. But I have a pot. I have a great sword. Yeah, and Caleb, as you are like moving this great sword around, it looks like little snowflakes are falling off of it. Hmm. <laughs> Is that One the hand. sword of winter? I do they have he's gonna search his memory to see if there are also uh weapons that go along with the rings. Make a history check at disadvantage, because this is Kalen lore. Fourteen. Fourteen? You know what that sounds pretty close. K Corey has a sword and she's a Kalen. And, like, that sword is made of, of leaves and stuff. We'll ask Cory about it. Speaking of Cory, while you are out uh, performing a series of lay on hands, uh, you get a better sense of what exactly has happened for the Outer Fortress. It is... It is a, a peaceful yet somber scene. This is like being in a completely uh, a place that is com completely busy, like a uh, a theme park after it closes. Like you can still hear the echoes of uh, the echoes of crowd that have been here, but it seems like a lot of the people that are here have all kind of like dwindled out or their cheers have died down. You can still kind of hear them off in the distance towards the inner fortress, but out here in the outer fortress, things have sort of like come to a steady meet. And as you are walking through this place, you see that there are numerous dead. 
there are tieflings, there are hags, there are elves, there are lycanthropes, there are even a few were-rats uh, that managed to make their escape out of the Silverhold as well during this time. Um, and you are guessing based off of the number of individuals that you are seeing that from the overall number of elves that revolutionaries that you had before post-revolution you have maybe about 70 percent of those forces left remaining you lost a pretty sizable chunk uh throughout this revolution but progress does come at a cost i think she's somber about this um but she presses forward uh she will work on identifying authority figures among the survivors and establishing order and the authority figures that you end up uh finding are um two of the uh two of the individuals that you actually spoke with before uh or not you necessarily but ones that gwen had uh spoken with uh a elven woman named shirana ghost whistle and another elven woman named Elden Lorraine, uh, and then one of the lycanthropes uh, actually comes up to you, and you recognize, like, by, based on their stature, their style of speaking, uh, the way that they sort of carry themselves, and, you know, like, the fact that they have, like, eight other pack members following them makes you believe that they are the alpha of their group, uh, who goes by the name Lockton Nightbane. Lockton Nightbane. Yes, and they are a blue-tinged werewolf. And when they shift back uh, to their humanoid form from their uh, lycanthropic form, they are a winter eladrin. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, she rounds those folks up and uh, basically, like, like, gives them all of the information that she has um, and like sets about making sure like I, i'm sure that she like uh she reconvenes with the rest of her group at some point and like it ensures that the urn was uh um secured. secured yeah and um we have an urn uh and also um like make sure that they get a hold of the funding uh the spoils that we have received and um just uh, essentially sets about making sure that um the, the fortress is well led i want to say okay uh so to set this up this would probably be the majority of the rest of the day that you guys mm -hmm. have currently experienced you had a little bit of an aside uh where like you took you were able to take a longer rest uh in the holiday nexus but that was like the middle of the day in mm -hmm. the Wild, where you left from. So it's about four or five extra hours uh, t getting towards uh, later in the evening. And uh, I assume that when you go to check on your party members as well, that's when you come with the uh, with said authority figures, with uh, Shirana, Eldon, and Lockton. Uh, and throughout all of this, uh, Osmond has been like swept up by the people uh and they are all cheering for the voice of the revolution he seems to like he took that title and just fucking ran with it that's all he had to hold on to 
Because, like, Left. if things ended up going tits up, well, uh, might as well die a hero, right? Like, nobody <laughs> remembers the scholar he was before, but they'll remember him now. Uh, so, uh, yes, the four of them uh, come with you, and when they, uh, when you and your party members show them the spoils of this revolution, um, they all agree that this funding can can certainly be used. Uh, not just to replenish what it was on the surface, uh, the area that it was on the surface, but also to uh, fix a lot of the deep Eladrin towns that have been wrecked and ruined by the Fomorians for the purpose of this fortress. Uh, so they are all like, th- they're, they're down for it. Um, and they... There are even talks uh, amongst them about reclaiming this fortress to be an Aladrin stronghold instead. Mm. There are already walls that are built. You guys may have broke some doors in the inner fortress, but this is now a reclaimed city uh, that already has buildings, already has infrastructure. Uh, it's much easier to just inhabit somebody else's place and change it over time. Uh Corey is going to put special emphasis on making sure that there's a rehabilitation program put into place for the Mard, um, considering that they were <laughs> tortured into becoming that to begin with. Um, and that's going to take time and that's going to take um, effort. But uh, she makes sure that that's set into place before she leaves. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say make a persuasion check. And you would have advantage on this. Okay, I got a 22. Okay, with a 22. Uh, they don't... Lockton thinks that this is more of a magical illness that has befallen them uh, mm-hmm. than it is necessarily um, like a brainwashing kind of thing. He thinks that like they have been tainted to the point that there is no coming back from it. Um, but Sharana and Eldon both believe that, uh, like, they're on the same boat as you. Like, there's there's no need to cull them at this point. Uh, hopefully, they are able to, to come back from the state that they're in. Uh, not physically, of course, but at least like mentally, spiritually, to get them back to the point that they once were, uh, and it seems like there is there is much agreement uh, between all of these, uh, between all of these parties as to what they are able to do, um, and in the meantime, uh, they offer that you are able to stay anywhere in this fortress should you so choose. Uh, this is as much your place now as it is theirs. Of course. So Corey gets another summer home. Got it. <laughs> this is like a home between fall and autumn, geographically speaking. This is your season of death home. Yeah. More like 24 keeps. Um, (laughs) (laughs) all right um yeah she's just gonna she she will literally spend every resource she has on help on 
every little concern that the people have like uh she'll go like once she has uh the authority figure set in place uh she will go out among the people and like ask what do you need and then like you know set about seeing that taken care of um like for instance she she'll look for people who are trying to find members of their family uh have them describe them to her and then cast locate creature and like like literally use every spell slot and every like literally everything that she has she's going to use by the end of this day sounds good so that is what Corey's plan is for the rest of the day. Uh, Arjan, Gwen, and Calum, the three of you also met with the leaders of uh, the now freed Aladrin. Uh, what are the three of you wanting to do for the rest of this day? Uh, if they don't need any more from us, Calum's going to spend some time sitting on the wall and just watching. Okay. Gwen's probably going to spend most of her time like helping lift heavy things where she is needed uh, and talking to the people that she met um, in the dungeons and stuff to like, hey, how you doing? Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm sorry I had to put on that charade for you, but. Yeah, they you know. like there is definitely one of those like a situation where you go around a corner and it's a group of like a ladron that all like give you this like, uh, Eh! Like, eh! They, they recognize like no it's cool yeah we're cool we were we were given the skinny by by osmond and sharana like we don't appreciate what you did but we are free now and like yeah gwen the thing that really the thing that really like sets in for you i would i would think is that there are and this is probably something that you would most likely be doing is not necessarily lifting heavy objects but a lot of these revolutionaries and former prisoners still have manacles on them oh yeah like where like their wrists are chafed from just like struggling against them so i'm assuming that you just go around like you have you have small little fingers that you can just like boop boop like you just Mm -hmm. there is a line of people yeah. that eventually forms just waiting to get their bonds removed. Oh yeah, she's all about that. Cool. That's what Gwen's doing. Okay. Uh, I will probably be sitting with Calum, uh, and also I have my pot. Do you have this oh, I have big ol' urn. Uh, and Calum, would you like to figure out how to use it? Or... Yeah, I'll do some research tonight. But for now, let's uh, let's take in the win. And he'll pass Arj on a wineskin. Uh, would I know if this is an extra-dimensional space? It is not. So it's not gonna explode if I put it in it my will bag. Will not folding. explode if you put it in your bag. I put it in the bag. It explode now. <laughs> you dick yeah you you meanie stuff it into the bag um and the two of you can just sit and uh eventually you do see like a weird winding line forming and you look over and gwen it just has like a mountain of broken manacles next to her like it 
you have seen stylized like dragons and their horde if gwen was collecting these oh man the resale value would be absolutely like floored out because they were all broken but there's a bunch of manacles that are still there uh and there are a lot of elves that like after she's done like thank you profusely and then go back out to what they are doing um and you see um that overnight this revolution or like as the night grows longer that uh this revolution has been a success uh a lot of you do also realize the same thing that Corey did which was that a sizable number of the revolutionary forces that had joined you were unable to make it to see the final results of this revolution uh there are uh, there are groups that are going out and just collecting bodies to kind of get them all into a single place to send them off uh, with respect and dignity. But there is there is a peace knowing from these groups and from the rest of you that what was done was not done in vain. As hard uh, as it is to witness. After a time's passed, Caleb's going to pat Arjan on the shoulder and jump off the wall, cast fly on himself and head down to where the bodies are. And uh, he's going to ask them, do you know the name of this person? Do you know the name of this person? Yeah. And he'll pull out like a spare notebook and start writing their names down. Yeah. And most everyone here seems to know each other. There are a few, uh, there are a few John Doe's, like there are a few people that like you just can't get a name on or like rubble had fallen on them magic had been used in such a way that like you couldn't really tell who they were afterwards but there are there is still enough recollection from the people that there is there is a good list uh to go off of again uh the surviving efforts of the uh of the femori or of the revolutionary forces is a 70 percent total so about 30 percent of the revolutionaries did not make it um, so it, it's basically like you had an empty notebook by the time that you're finished writing down names that notebook is well over halfway full he'll go into uh, like a building and search for like a chisel and hammer and if he could find one head over to like the inner wall of the Dyson and start chiseling in the names okay yeah um, you're easily able to find those tools stonework is Stonework's a huge part of uh, being an underground city. So thankfully, most buildings, most places did have those on hand. Um, so yeah, Calum is doing all the names. Corey is just helping the people as best she can. Gwen is uh, also taking care of the manacles. And Arjan, you are just letting letting this wind sink in a little bit. And as the night draws on, do the four of you end up reconvening or do you all just sort of like take your spots throughout the night and then just like sleep where you're able to? If there's no prior uh, conversation, once Caleb is finished, he'll just sit crisscross applesauce at the wall of names and trance. So, 
the thing about this revolution and the day that you guys started it on, there was a feast that was prepared. And the person who ate, who is planning to eat said feast, will not be able to enjoy that food. So, for the surviving members of the revolution, all of the food stores from the Dyson's personal collection are brought out, and the remaining folk are going to feast. They are going to have a celebration at the fact that they were victorious about this. And at Calum, you had used that minor illusion to throw up the fox on the maple leaf. Mm-hmm. Fan art gets made very quickly whenever people see things that speak to them. And by the time that this feast is being had, these tabards are no longer illusionary. There are two long tables that are just filled with food. People are coming up, take what you can or take what you want, head off. But on either end of these long tables are these tabards of fox head behind, uh, in front of a large maple leaf. And, Calum, if you are continuing to, like, uh, tank away on the wall, uh, Osmond will actually come up with a plate of food, bring it to you. Uh, Arjan locked in the uh, locked in Nightbane. The uh, lycanthrope leader will approach you with a plate of, with a plate of food as well and offer his gratitude uh, as thanks for the efforts that you have put in. Does it have the purple worm on it? It has the purple worm among a lot of other things. Like, he just sort of, like, I don't know what this dude eats and just grabbed one of everything. Uh, is there the language barrier? Uh, no. Locked in, uh, it appears as though Locked in has, like, picked up a li- enough common that he can at least talk to you on some basic language or on some basic means. Uh, I will accept it. Um, uh, thank you. Uh, not to be honest, I feel a little weird about eating something that he, that ate me but like like looks at it and looks at you and just sort of shrugs so you show it to his boss eat it back and you like pop some purple worm into his mouth it's like a honey glazed ham like it tastes really nice it's just you know kind of an earthier texture than you're used to i know but we had a relationship (laughs) we had a rapport uh so yeah you are able to enjoy this feast uh and uh locked in will uh also ask like uh basically like how do you say like like point to a thing in common like he seems to just like be interested in learning how to speak with you and yours yeah i'll i'll help him to the best of my ability okay yeah and he takes to it pretty quick uh and gwen the same thing you have been you've been breaking shackles for hours if the people weren't so happy about it 
man, like, and I feel like at one point you even like summon Grayskull, like, yo, buddy, like, also get in on this. And it's like, eh, like, uh-huh. but like 30, 40 minutes, and he's like, oh my god, this is the same thing over and over. And over. I get it that they can't break that own, but like, come on. Yeah, it kind of sucks. It's fine though. Just do it with a smile, buddy. My do fingers it with a smile. hurt. Like, just go. You're and... dead. Yeah, and he's, uh, he just was like, ugh, like still doing this side by side with you. Uh, but once the feast begins, uh, there is significantly less people that are here waiting. Uh, they, they are also like, you know what? Yeah, I haven't had a good warm meal uh, to a, any extent, really, in however long. So they are also going to be going up and do, uh, taking care of that. Uh, and so, Gwen, if you would like, you can either just, like, take a moment aside, brush your fingers out. Yeah, I think Gwen's going to take a moment and, like, just take a moment to breathe, and then she's going to... Uh, like try and you know raise people's spirits with drinking they're here for it there were and this is one of those things where like most of the revolutionaries are not strong enough even as groups to carry a lot of the casks up from the dyson's Mm -hmm. personal collection that is a gwen job uh and so gwen like giant sized cask over your head just do 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 set it out okay you go get the next one set it out like it's a very repetitive day for Gwen but at the same time like seeing the amount of joy that you are helping bring to these people is more than enough to set you and your spirits in uh in into a good place and Corey uh, are you joining in on this feast as well, or are you just staying in the uh, in the outer fortress? Uh, I think that uh, she feels an obligation to make an appearance, uh, and she will address her people. Um, she will uh, grab a drink, um, get up on a table, uh, and get everyone's attention. Uh, she will speak briefly uh, about like the sacrifices that were made to uh, earn everyone's freedom. Um, And she will uh, begin to wrap up the speech. uh, And when she gets to that point, she says, your Kaelin lives and she walks the path of Corlon. We will return winter to its quarter and the wheel will be set right. Take heart, people of the Feywild. Take heart, people of autumn. In In death, there is life. And in life, there is hope. And hope cannot die. And then she raises her glass and drinks. And there is a wondrous, uproarious applause from these people. Uh, Like, when you were saying, like, basically those that we have lost, there was that, like, yeah. Yeah, like, there's a, a, a group acknowledgement. But upon your speech... They are they are full of life and the the life of the ones that won. Uh, and as this night is uh, coming to its apex, 
that is where we are going to go and take our break for the evening. So we're going to try and be back in five to ten minutes. So don't go no place unless it's to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. Pick yourself up something nice, and we'll see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. See you soon. Uh, we're back. Steven! Yes. I forgot I was going to do something, and now this is me doing it. How are you? I'm, do- I'm doing pretty solid. How about you? I was going to lead in with like a really inappropriate story, but then I had to think of one and I can't think of one. So how are you? I'm good. Feeling. Glad. I'm sitting pretty. Good. I'm glad Consider to hear this that. a threat. We're going to use it later. <laughs> this when is you a least secret threat. It. <laughs> the fucking Mickey Mouse thing. Like this is a secret threat that we're going to use for later. God, I, I tried to do the voice, but my vocal cords are wrecked. <laughs> All right, well, you guys have successfully had a a wonderful toast for all of the surviving members of the revolution. The night is going to begin winding down after the partying. uh, And uh, Caleb said that he was just going to be continuously working on the names on the wall. Caleb, you don't have proficiency with like stone, uh, with like mason's tools or stone working tools. Uh, nope. So I'm going to need you to make me a sleight of hand check uh, in order to actually begin like chiseling names in on this. 14. Okay. It's not terrible. It's not your best writing, that's for sure, but like you're able to start and like it takes you <laughs> it takes you a lot longer to write one name than you'd probably like to. It's the end of Iron Blood Orphans where like there's the m- the memoriam and then everything else is just scratched out. Yep. Oh yeah. No, that is you like doing your best. Uh you get I would say from the like three hours that you had been working on this, you probably got like five names fully in there. Five to eight names. It's pretty slow going. Uh, But uh, there are individuals that see what you are doing uh, and they will come and they will offer to help uh, in this moment. So yes, uh, please help me. So, uh, Calum, if you would like to switch to contractor mode and just, like, make a much larger list that others can reference, assign, like, break it down, assign people, like, make sure you get this page, make sure you get this page, uh, so that way there aren't any repeats or anything like that, uh, mm-hmm. that's what you can be doing for the remainder of, uh, of this instance. And it, even with skilled stonemasons to write that many specific letters in sequence where you're not just doing a big ass H <laughs> slightly bigger a like it's oh shit I've run out of space <laughs> how did this happen no you have like the entire inner fortress wall uh to actually work with so being able to section off like okay this is where we'll have it this is like lines that you need to follow um it is meticulous but it is not outside of your skill set in order to do this uh so that is what calum is doing over the evening uh yeah you can meditate as well uh after like assigning people uh their jobs because they all like most people in this city will need to meditate at some point um so you're able to take your long rest without any real issue um 
And then, uh, Corey, you have given your speech to the people. Are you just going back out and then doing the same thing that you were doing before, just making sure that everyone's taken care of? Or now that all of your spell slots and lay on hands points have been clicked annoyingly down to zero, uh, are you like taking a moment aside to yourself or are you still just throwing yourself into the people? Um, I think she continues, she throws herself into the people until like the very last moment that she can possibly like, like she, she waits until she knows she only has like four hours left to rest. Um, and a after she has done literally everything that she possibly can, um, she will go and find a rooftop, uh, and she will just kind of sit there, uh, for the first time in several days, uh, in open air and just kind of lean back and look at the cave ceiling. Yeah. And, and she will trance there. Yeah. And as you're looking at the cave ceiling, it is high enough away and dark enough with just enough condensation dripping from these stalactites that it almost looks like a night sky. Almost. You can still see like the makeout of like stone structures coming down, but it's still enough for you to ha have at least a, a, a slight bit of respite towards. Yep. Um, Gwen. She closes yeah. her eyes with a, with a, a look of relief on her face. Uh, Gwen, what are you doing post feast? Um, is this a bunch that wants to get drunk? They are. They don't want to get hammered. Hammered, because just in case, like the revolution just happened, like eight hours ago, they want to make sure that there's not like ah, we were just hiding out in the sewers, and now yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. okay, fuck fair, you guys. Fair. Like no, they're want to make sure everything's cool so like they'll they'll get they'll get toasty yeah um i think when at the end of the night we'll go try to find arjan wherever yeah. arjan was like sitting on top of a wall kind of watching things mm -hmm. even during the feast like he had food brought yeah. to him yeah she'll just be like are you gonna sleep on the wall or you want to go to bed yeah I, th I think i'm pretty much watched done out for, done for the day yeah yeah. Okay, do you want me to carry you? I mean, if you insist. <laughs> I think that I don't think the weight's a problem. I think the size might be a problem, but I can drag you <laughs> if you really want me to. I'm imagining a Shaggy and Scooby Doo. It's oh yeah. Very, very <laughs> small. Like in a pup named Scooby Doo. Uh -huh. Um But no, he just gets up and like walks. Um, I think maybe she'll just like shoot the shit, like talk about that went really well and how she's excited that, you know, they're able to move on to the next thing. Um, uh, she probably will say like, so like, this was like pretty easy compared to what we're going to have to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, next, we might have to kill Corey's friend next. Can I tell you something? Sure. I don't, I think if it came down to it, I wouldn't let Corey kill them. Like I would kill them instead. That's a lot to have on your conscience. And I'd rather her be pissed at me than like have to live with that. Is that stupid? 
That's not stupid. I guess I'm more thinking none of us know what's going to happen whenever we get out there. Right. I mean, if it's you, not like we could If you do... have that chance and you don't see any alternatives, then go ahead and take it, but know that he certainly won't hesitate trying to kill any of us. Yeah, totally. Also, I don't have that, like, connection to him, so... I mean, like, we've done resurrections before, right? Like, it's not that big a deal if he dies. In the grand scheme of things. You have a very nice affair attitude with death. I I believe in spirits. And also, like, you know, you all have died a lot. And you've been fine. Like, Corey died, like, two days ago. I mean, all right, Caleb came back as a lich. Fair. And Cora lost some of her, but when they came back. Do you honestly believe that any of us are fine? Why? All right, fair point. But we're not dead, and that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, he'll just nod. Speaking of, where is your dad? Hell. He's in the hells, right? Yes. And you don't have any like any connection to him anymore? Not particularly. Cool. I mean, if I do die again, he's not going to overtake my body. Right. Yeah, I remember that. That was that was that was pretty fucked up. I mean, it was cool, but it was kind of fucked up. But no. Right. Um. Do you have anything else we have to do after this? I mean, I mean not really. Yeah. I, I honestly really haven't had a lot to do in a minute. Besides, you know, the obvious. Kill worms. Right. And stop winner, which is what we're doing. Right. But I mean, like, do you have any personal things you have to do? Not really. Good. I mean, if something comes up, let me know. And he'll nod. She punches him in the calf. Ow. Still very strong. Sorry. I also had a lot to drink. I feel like a little bloated. But I'm okay. Please don't throw up. I'm not gonna throw up. Have you ever seen me throw have you seen me throw up in the last like three months? No, but those last three months were in the Astral Sea point still stands. I don't have that much to drink. I mean, the last time I had like that much to drink was probably the time I thought that the time we blacked out. 
<laughs> when I found that we banged and we totally didn't. Remember, like, way back when? Not clearly, no. Oh, you were going to show me your bits, and then we both blacked I... out. Okay. I mean, that's pretty much the whole story. And then I thought that you that we slept together, and you thought we didn't, because we actually didn't. That's the whole story. Right. I think I'm going to go to bed. All right. <laughs> I imagine, like, Arjan, like, you had a place where you wanted to sleep in mind, and Gwen has just been, like, following alongside you. And then, like, you got to the door opened it like made clear like this is where i'm going to go to bed and like drunk when it's just like no like we're st we're talking we're hanging out this is fine yeah uh so arjan you are able uh you are able to get some rest in as well you can take your full eight uh gwen you can also sleep wherever you would like to within this entire city it's fucking sweet okay uh I think one just goes back to her room. <laughs> At the uh, beholder's eye. Yeah, you get there. Ah, tables are overturned. There's no barkeep. Most of everything's been looted, but you're able to find, like, some booze still lying around. Like, you know mm -hmm. you know where bartenders keep the good stuff in the secret stashes. Uh, so, yeah, you are able to uh, roll a d4. I had to roll a d4 since I was a rogue. One. All right, you find one bottle uh, that is unmarked of quote unquote the good stuff. Yes. You don't know what vintage it is. You don't even know what kind of liquor it is, but it has like that wax seal over the actual stopper itself. Like this was like open in case of awesome emergencies. All right, so. You are all able to rest and get in your eights, get in your fours, depending on if you are elven or otherwise, uh, and come the morning, uh, things are starting to look a little better. Uh, all things considered, they have, uh, through most of the rubble and wreckage, all of the elven bodies that have been needed to be brought out have been and have also been identified thanks to Corey, as well as uh, the lycanthropes using their tracking abilities. You found all of the missing Eladrin or the Eladrin that have been hiding. Uh, the remaining Mard, seeing that this was a losing fight and that their head guards had laid down their arms, did the same thing and are currently in the process uh of getting relocated uh to begin a rehabilitation process as Corey had dictated um and uh what is everyone doing in the morning you all went to you all separated the party in four different ways Corey, you wake up on a rooftop uh calum you fell asleep or went into a trance relatively near the wall uh that all the names had been being worked on and when you wake up you can see that it's about like 15 percent done uh there are more individuals that have been brought out uh for the purposes of getting their names uh transcribed those that have lost uh on their way to the revolution that you were able to throw 
but you were able to collect those names as well without much issue. It's a drink of water from a water skin. He's going to attune to the greatsword. Okay. Uh, so attuning to the greatsword, this is a frost brand greatsword. Neat. Yep. Are you proficient with greatswords outside of tensors? I can be with tensors. Okay. Outside of it, thankfully, you can still attune to it, but you are not mm. proficient with this item. Yeah, it's fine. Yes, so a frost brand weapon. Ba ba ba. Frost band 5E. Thankfully, can be on any sword, so that's always helpful. Uh, yeah, I got so, it. Yep. So when you hit uh, with an attack using this magic sword, the target takes an additional 1d6 points of cold damage. In addition, while you hold the sword, you have resistance to fire damage. In freezing temperatures, the blade sheds bright light in a 10-foot radius and dim light for an additional 10 feet. And when you draw this weapon, you can extinguish all non-magical flame within 30 feet of you. And then this property can be used no more than once per hour. Cool. Um... Yeah, after that, he's just going to finish working on what he was working on, which is a small epitaph that reads, um, forever free. Okay. In Elvish. Hell yeah. Um, Gwen, what are you doing in the morning? Um, I think Gwen wants to have a conversation with the person who's going to be in charge or is going to be left in charge. Okay. Uh, there are four individuals that have been appointed to be in charge uh, in your absence, and that is uh, Osmond, uh, Lockton, the uh, blue-tinted lycanthrope, Shirana, and Elden. And, you and what have was the last Shira one, sorry? Uh, Elden Lorraine. Elden. Yes, uh, and you have actually met Shirana and Elden before. Uh, Shirana was the first individual that had been like, you should punch me. Uh, after you interrogated them briefly, and Eldon was one of the more sick individuals uh, that Corey had healed, and then uh, told them like, "Oh, you have rose cheeks." Uh, yeah. So uh, seeing both of them, there is one of those like Spider-Man, like, "Oh shit, it's you" moments. Hey. Uh, but they are uh, they they give you uh, at least like a a welcoming uh, a welcoming mm -hmm. gate. I just wanted to like double check and uh, see how you guys were gonna start handling leadership in this city. Um, and uh, Osmond lets you know, um, well, uh, as far as leadership for the city, we are all uh, in part um, responsible for its well-being. Uh, none of us are going to take over this city as our own. We leave that to the people, and it is up to the people to uh, allow us to remain as their leaders in good faith, that we will do what is best for them. As far as what we should be doing here, restructuring, not just social, we have that figured out for the most part but restructuring uh, physically this is still very much a a place of heartache and hardship for a lot of us right. 
we are going to need to rebuild. But thankfully, you all have been so generous with your Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good. I just, I know that I was kind of thrust into a leadership role by my own doings, to be honest. But, like, it was kind of sudden and I didn't know what I was doing. So I just want to make sure that you... Well, sometimes the words just come to you. Yeah, usually I have to think about it first because the words that come to my brain, to my mouth, don't usually, they're not great. And at locked in nods, uh, he seems to also have not great head words sometimes. <laughs> um, and uh, Osman says, well, but what about the four of you who came here and helped us are you going to stay uh, we had to free the, the upstairs i see well perhaps we'll be able to help in some way uh locked in you're from this side of the feywild correct and locked in nods do you have do you know if any way to to reach winter from here and locked in like just kind of gives him a skewed look like why would anyone want to oh right you guys just said that you were going to be taking care of this uh and he solemnly nods uh and says um that he can form together a party to escort you to the uh to the exit way yeah that'd be great thank you uh i don't think we're going to we're not going to winter, right? We're going we're going to intercept him before he gets to fall. No, you were your plan was to go to to winter. To okay. like the heart of Winter's Isle. Right, right, right. Okay, cool. Um uh do you, also, um do you guys have any way of us to like not touch the ground? Like the there's kind of a thing where he can find us if we're touching the ground, the snow. And uh, Osmond relays that to the rest of the party. And mm -hmm. uh, Locked In kind of folds uh, his arms a little bit and has a, has a, like, kind of nods and says, um, I think I have something. Solid. Cool, thanks. Before you go, bring together will do okay mm. he gives cool. you a thumbs up as well yeah uh hey osman uh, yes you're doing a great job dude that stab was fucking choice if i might be so bold i never much cared for that ardent and i was glad that we were able to put things to rest the way that we did. And you can see like a little bit of a smile appear on his face. You're you're all right, dude. You got I I I'm super proud of you I and have what you've the done. Charisma of a leader. Well uh, or the the ability to lie like one. Here. She's gonna hand him a <laughs> Just gonna hand him whatever hand axes. I hope you don't need it, but just something to remember me by. How your group thank you. 
like kind of doesn't know where to put it in his belt so he just sort of like sets it on a table next to him mm -hmm. um genuine material plane <laughs> a rare probably pretty vintage. rare yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, and, uh, with that, uh, Gwen, as you were the only one who heard Lockton say, uh, to get your pack together, um, are you going to go around and... Yeah, I'll try and find these fools. Okay. Since nobody told me where anyone went. Nope. Uh, so Gwen, make a... This will be a survival check to track down your friends. Eight. It takes you most of the day. Uh, this is a three-mile <laughs> radius city. Arjan is very good at being stealthy. What? I think it takes her the longest to find Arjan because Arjan never left. Because Arjan yeah. doesn't have anything <laughs> no, he's, he needs to do out. until it's time to go. Have you seen the dragon? Everyone says the no. <laughs> they haven't the seen him since yesterday. Where could he have gone? <laughs> he's taking a big old nap. Oh, the dragon nail. Okay. So, uh, gather everyone. That's what Gwen's going to do. Okay. Uh, so, Calum, uh, when Gwen finds you, uh, you will have just finished up working on your epitaph. Uh, and are still in the process of doing contractor work. But thankfully, uh, you have somebody that you're able to uh, at least, like, pass on the duties to, give your general notes to, uh, and let them know. And, like, they, like, after they had seen what you had started doing, they were like, that's a great idea. Yes, we can complete this. Like, you don't need to oversee this. It will happen in your absence. I'll leave them the notebook. They will they will definitely use this notebook uh, to finish making uh, this wall of resistance. Uh, and Gwen, when you and or Corey, when Calum and Gwen find you, what are you up to? Uh, I want to say that she was actually there with Calum at some point. She just like walked up behind him and like looked at the wall uh, and said, it's terrible. Sorry, I don't have really much knowledge with... But beautiful. Thanks. And she'll just sit there and consider it until Gwen finds them. What up? <laughs> I've been standing here the whole time. I found Caleb first. <laughs> like Gwen was like... Uh... like looking at Caleb, <laughs> there's the desk that he was working on and Gwen was like standing just to the side of it like there's a plant in front of her something it's the Mike Wazowski like She's there's always Mike something <laughs> yeah. I'm on the cover of a magazine <laughs> uh, I talked to the uh, the leaders uh, and uh, they said that they want uh, locked in wants us to uh, meet up with them. Uh, they might have something. Uh, they're going to uh, show us how to get to the the, the, the winter place. Hmm. All right. Um, has anyone seen Arjan? I, ha I can't fucking find him. I have no idea where he is. I mean, you would think that someone... Well, okay, he's Gwen, pretty sneaky. He searched he's... for 
hours and you just could not find him i i like saw you guys and i was like all right that's where they are and then i went and looked for arzon could not find him i Did gotta go back to treasury i yeah obviously i is I he in this council room well i couldn't find a door if he was mr gildars you have uh some visitors here for you Whomst? Arjan. It's, an... it's not Gildaris. Oh, shit. It's a yo. Yo, Daris. Arjan, you just get a little, like, boop, and then Calum's message. Boop, boop. Five more minutes. All right, I'll cancel all your appointments. Mr. Gildaris can't see you right now. He's very busy. She looks down at her own badge. Fuck! <laughs> Anyways, uh, did did they say where they were? From my assumption, he's still sleeping. Of course, the one fucking place I don't check. Okay, I'm gonna go get him. You guys uh, meet me at the castle? Wait, when's the last time you saw him? Last night. When he went to sleep? Yeah. And that's not the first place you looked? I, I'm usually the last one up. I mean, between the two of us, you guys obviously don't sleep, so like... People I dressed last are, night. People who sleep are strange. Corey just wanders off. Your mom's strange. Oof. Thanks. I'll follow after Corey. Okay. Okay. Arjun. Yeah, Arjun, this is... When you accidentally sleep for, like, 11 to 12 hours, like, you just wake up and, like, you can feel like you slept too long today. It feels good, but probably too long. Okay, what are we doing? Hey, yo, uh, we're going to go talk to uh, uh, Lacton. Uh, he is going to show us how to get to the winter area. Okay. So put some pants on. Oh, it's a joke. I know you don't wear pants. I do. I don't wear shoes. That's it. Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't, LB couldn't remember what <laughs> item you didn't wear. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he has to... Anyways. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I, so... I mean, I, I will be there. Rally, right, cool. yes. The troops have been called. Um, so, uh, yeah, together, your group eventually will meet up at the, uh, at the Dyson's Palace. And when you arrive, Lockton is there, and he has... Uh, he has three of, uh, his, like, there is a group of other wolves there, uh, but he seems to be talking to three of them. Uh, specifically, there is a red one, a green one, uh, and then a yellow, uh, like, a bright yellow-colored uh, lycanthrope as well. Uh, and it seems one for spring, summer, autumn. Uh, and... Uh, when you arrive, uh, he looks towards your group and says, the only three, uh, 
the only three who knew common. Lemrick, and he points to the green one, or he points to the red one. June, and he points to the green one. Bishop, and he points to the yellow one. And they all sort of like give a give a hand wave and then will shrink down to uh, their humanoid form. Thank you. Um, do we want to leave now, everyone? And the lycanthropes look amongst themselves and look towards your group and say, they are ready whenever. It's entirely up to your group. Corey, I mean, this is your kind of your bag. Is everyone ready to go? We're ready to go. What is our plan of attack? The... Caleb, have you had a chance to study the urn yet? Uh, no, uh, but I can do it on the way up. All right. Well, um, Caleb studies the urn, and we make a plan from there. And Lockton uh, says that it will take four days to reach uh, the... Uh, exit from the uh, Fey Dark to the Winter Isle. Where will that take us? Um, and he says that it will take you to, if I just remember the name of this fucking place, uh, it will take you to uh, Akilor, the only town in the in the Winter Isle. They only and, have one town. Sorry. And then to where? That that's more of a question between Corey and the wolves. Wherever Cypress is. We need to get the ring away from him. Are then... we going to be able to find that out? He may find us. Wasn't Cypress moving on the on the Fall Isles? He was, until we pushed him out of the Fall Isles. He most likely fell back to winter and is planning a, another attack. Cool. So, I mean, he can sense us when we're on the snow, right? Yes. So, presumably, he will come to us. If we prepare as best we can, and then essentially step forward and ring the bell. Figuratively, uh, right? There's no bell. <laughs> figuratively. Should I get into contact with Scorchbane? Wouldn't be a bad idea. We can see how things are going back in autumn. If that's the case, I'd rather talk to their representative, the Eric Kokra. Mm, I see. Probably, probably also a good idea. Cool. Uh, and then we try to reason with Cyprus, or is that the plan that we're working on? I think that 
would be a fool's errand, though it might be nice to distract him long enough to get the ring away. Right. Um, question number two. Maybe. I don't know how many questions I've asked. Uh, if I chop off his hand, will it stop the thing? Will it stop the ring's influence on him? I don't know. Do I know that? It would not. He's still, even if your hand is separated from the ring, you are still attuned to that item. Hmm. However, if you do take his hand off, he probably can't control it and gives us a better opportunity to separate his body from the ring. Isn't that really dangerous if you can't control it? I mean, it's it's controlling him right now, right? Yes. So wouldn't it just be raw power? I suppose that's what the urn is for. Right. What is the urn for? We're going to use the urn to trap the fae. The primordial that's in the thing? Yes. Cool, 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 cool. Sever it from the ring. That's a magic thing, not just put the ring in there? That's I what I'm going to find out. Yeah. yeah. Okay, 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 okay. I, I do believe that chopping off his hand is the correct thing to do. And then put the um, hand in the urn. Well, either put the hand in the urn, put the hand in my bag of holding, and keep it on a separate plane from him. That may help. Uh, all of our shit's going to get wet. No, no, uh, but that's a moot point if we save I, all okay. the Feywild Fair. and also the mortal plane. And I mean, I'm not saying I'm upset. The I'm plane just beyond. I'm just saying that it's gonna happen. Um, but possibly we could, you know, s- separate him from his hand, and then either in my conference room or just there on the battlefield, we can do what we need to do with a hand in the end. Right. Cool. Sounds like a plan. Turns to the werewolves. We got a plan. Give you a thumbs up. Thumbs up back. I realize that I'm not telling the audio cast listeners that I'm giving thumbs up a lot this episode. Alright, well. We have a plan. May gods have mercy on our souls. I guess I should start researching then. And uh, that locked in nods uh, and says, when hunting dangerous prey, you must have every trick available. In some of the books I've read, the most effective method of healing someone is to take down the person that is coming at you. That way there's no injury to be had. It's surprise, speed, and violence of action. Locked in sort of like gives a wry smile and then says in Elven to the other lycanthropes, I like this one. He's going to like this trick even more because Calum will start getting into the bag of holding so he can have uninterrupted time to research. Okay, how much does Calum weigh? 
and how much does oh, the shit. stuff that you have inside the bag of holding weigh with uh, the addition of Kalem? Well, considering there is, uh, Kalem weighs a buck fifty wet. He's wearing armor. Yeah, yes. yes. That, that's also, everything. <laughs> there are also thirty thousand coins in there. Oh, your bag is v full. Okay, never mind. I guess I'll do this on the road then. Do we have like? Do you guys have like mounts? Are we mm -hmm. gonna walk or are we gonna do mounts? They like look at you like mounts. No, I I move think around. they move around on four legs. Oh, well, you guys do obviously, but I mean like for us. Um, they they were prisoners. Displacer beast pens. <gasps> are there displacer beasts here? Yeah, there are definitely displacer beasts here. I want one, guys. I want one. Only if you promise that you're gonna take it out for walkies and feed it. Of course. Can you imagine if the Goliaths got their hands on a fucking pen of displacer beasts? We'd be unstoppable. I thought you guys were past that. All oh, right, shit. But if we get attacked. The best defense is a very hyper aggressive offense. <laughs> Arjun well, just gonna... has a thousand yards stare. <laughs> I'm going to go get a displacer beast. Okay. Uh, displacer beast, seeing as how you were one of the heads of this revolution, uh, make an animal handling check. I, I hope this either goes very well or very poorly. I'm excited. Plus zero, seven. Okay, so you go up to one that you think, uh, you know. I approach it like a dog. You approach <laughs> it like a dog, uh, and as you get near uh, and go to, like, touch it, your hand just, like, goes through the space where the Displacer Bees was, and it sort of, like, does the cat thing where their body becomes almost like a liquid to dodge <laughs> your hand. Uh, and when you keep, like, trying to give them pats, eventually one of the tendrils on its back just comes up and, like, slaps your hand away. Ow! Just, like, snarls towards you and then retreats with all of its six legs. Gwen looks defeated. Like, tra like drags her feet. <laughs> Are there any, um, like handlers who live like who work there here? were <laughs> uh you can make another animal handling check if you'd like oh boy oh boy 10 okay with a 10 uh you manage to find one uh that like looks at you very pensively when you start approaching it and like you start like okay I need to move a little bit slower. Clearly, these beasts aren't as, like, ready to be friends as, as blink dogs are. <laughs> uh, and approaching this creature, eventually, um, do you have any rations on you? 100%. Gwen's a snacker. I have 15. Yeah, uh, when you hold out a ration to it, it, like, approaches you. And then if you lean your hand up, you see like one of its tendrils quickly just like bap it and the ration pops up for just a brief moment and it snatches forward and eats it and then goes to like continue eating it along uh, at the ground, but it's not moving. And so you can come up and just start 
giving it touches and it doesn't like shift out of place. Uh-huh. Put more food down. If you give it two more rations, it will allow you uh it will allow you to be chill with it. <sighs> I'm so excited. So Gwen, you have uh add an extra to your character <gasps> sheet for a displacer beast mount. Yay! Once again, so Gwen sad. has befriended an animal friend through yeah. bribery. <laughs> yeah, that's how LB does it too. Yeah, so Gwen, you have gained a displacer beast mount for yourself. Uh, you know that Corey has uh, has Ambleforth uh, that she would be able to summon, and Calum can ride on the back of something but then arjan also would need a mount uh so you you've found you've secured one for yourself are you planning on securing any for anyone else um no (laughs) i think one is just so excited she has a new friend (laughs) she comes back to the group and she's like guys Corey, 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 can you talk to it and Gwen is on the back of this displacer beast. And there's proper barding as well. Define talk to it. I want to know its name and it wave. I don't know if it's a male or if, or if they have sex. I don't even know. She's going to walk up to it. Um, and she's going to give it the Sylvan treatment, which is to say, you know, like she's going to horse girl with it. But um, since she t- changed paladin types, she can't talk to animals. And it's I don't not think this an is, animal. Yeah, I don't think this is an animal to begin with. No. So, uh, Corey, make a nature check, as these are natural residents of the Feywild. You would at least be able to determine uh, what gender this creature is. That's a 12. Uh, 12? Okay. Uh, this is... This is a boy displacer beast. <laughs> she she counts the number of suction cups and its tentacles. Uh, DM. Yes. If I ask around, can I find someone who would know Phantom Steed? Um. Make an investigation check. Seventeen. Yeah, you'd be able to find somebody who knows Phantom Steed. Uh, they don't necessarily know it themselves, but they have a spell scroll that they'd be able to at least lend you. I'll pay for it. Okay. Uh, they don't accept any charge on this. As again, they owe their freedom to you. He gives them a gold piece. As, uh, I have to. And they nod understandably. Uh, so you have gotten your Phantom Steed spell. Uh, Arjan, are you going to try and secure a mount at all? I was going to summon for Arjan. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I'll ride on the back of, um, Ambleforth. Because it's a large beast that I can summon. It's true. You can also hang out inside your portable hole, because that doesn't have a weight limit to it. Zoop. Here you go. Just, I, I, Burrito. Yep. You can do all of your studying in there. 
Yeah. It's like the best, just like wrap up burrito. Uh, but I will learn this spell in a bit of time and then try it out. Okay, so do you want to learn the spell before you guys make your way towards winter? Yeah. All right, and then how much time does that take to transfer into your spell book? I believe it's three hours, but I can, I'll can i double check for you. Okay. That's the wrong ruling. Let's carry on. Okay, so yeah. Uh, Gwen, you have your Displacer Beast. Uh, Arjan, Kalem is in the process of securing you a mount um, through a Phantom Steed spell. And Corey, you are also in the process of getting a steed, uh, or at least are able to summon forth a steed uh, to bear you through... Uh, bear you through the remainder of the fey dark what kind of creatures are in the fey dark uh displacer beasts uh crucifix mm -hmm. can be found in the fey dark uh gray renders can be found in the fey dark what's a gray render uh they're giant hulking masses of muscle Ooh. that are with, part with, gorilla with like six eyes they're fucking cool uh, Think of a crocodile with a gorilla body. Uh, can I um, can I basically take a stat block from the Find Greater Steed um, like list and then flavor it <laughs> as something else? Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. As long as it have as long as it have them bits that move, because like creature has a flying speed and stuff. Uh, a giant beetle is also yeah. a good mount. I, I was thinking here. something something along those lines, like an an insect with some some like fungoid qualities. Yeah, it's got some bioluminescence. Um, I want to say that it's like a uh, a pack animal that mycenids typically uh, raise. It's a giant Paris. Yeah, yeah. The Pokemon. Yeah. yeah also, yeah, yeah. Uh, Steven, six hours. Okay, so yeah, uh, our our. Kalem will need six hours to transfer the spell into a spell book, so that gives you guys enough time to rest again tonight, and then first thing tomorrow morning, ship on out. Uh, so you are able to do this, um, getting all of your plans together, and then come the morning, you meet at the uh, at the western or easternmost exit of the Fomorian Fortress. Uh, Gwen, you are on the back of your Displacer Beast. Mark down another ration uh, for the Displacer Beast's nomming uh, as it gets hungry first thing in the morning. Uh, and lets you know, this Displacer Beast lets you know that it is hungry first thing. It got fed at a specific time until you got here. It will continue <laughs> being fed at that specific time. Yeah, Gwen is learning that um, uh, cats are very different than dogs. Yep. Oh. Very this different. This displacer beast is just magic, isn't it? No. Maybe. Uh, I'm going to name it. Sorcery. I'll think of a name in a minute. Hold on. <laughs> uh, ten minutes go by, and as a ritual, Calum casts Phantom Steed, and there is a wingless deep crow that appears. Oh, God. <laughs> 
and it is just the phantom outline of one. It's not there, acting any different than it normally would. There is a bit and a bridle and any equipment, well, fitted for riding. It has 100 feet of movement. <laughs> it goes zip. goes zip. <laughs> All right. Uh, well. It only lasts for an hour, so we're going to have to stop frequently. And uh, at first, the lycanthropes will probably be like, oh, no, we could just keep going. But, like, they notice that you outpace them significantly. They will they will need the rest every, like, little bit to just, you know, not be super winded. Especially because you guys are going to be going quite a distance. Um, yeah. Yeah, but as you all are uh, at this gate getting ready to leave... There is a mass of people who have come to see you off. There are elves that are leaning out of broken windows. Others are, like, standing on top of boxes. Others on top of shoulders, just trying to get a look at the heroes that they owe their freedom to. And Lockton, Osmond, uh, why do I always forget names in the most important parts? Lockton, Osmond, Sharana, and Eldon all come uh, come out to wish you farewell and, again, give you their heartfelt thanks for what you have done for them. Uh, and at that, uh, Lockton shifts into their lichen form, and a at least ten other lycanthropes also emerge, each um, with a respective color. And they will surround your group. And Lockton takes a deep breath in. And there is a moment of peace on his wolf-like face. And he lets out a howl. And as he does, this howl... You have all heard wolf howls before. You have Cybra. She is wolf. And make them howlies. This is a howl that is refined. And as the other wolves of this small pack that have been brought forward begin to howl as well, you realize that this is a song. That they are howling at specific notes. They're not trying to reach as loud and as long as they can. This is something much deeper than you are accustomed to. And as they continue to exude this howl there is this glowing that comes from them and the four of you feel a warmth creep over you and you each gain a boon this is called the boon of the hunting pack it is not on DD beyond so i'll have to add it in later but for the next 10 days you each gain the effects of a non-detection spell Glenn gets a little tear. And as their howl song comes to an end, Lockton says, I could not get you to fly, but I can make it so you are unseen. 
honestly, that's probably better because I think the snow, even as it's falling, would still burn at us. He nods. And with that, uh, as, again, this howl comes to an end, that is when Lemerick, June, and Bishop all acknowledge your group and then begin, like, trotting on all fours and begin making their way away from this fortress. And there are cheers and waves goodbyes. Uh, and uh, there are many, ch- like, drinking challenges for Gwen as well. Like, oh, when you come back, like, we'll totally split that bottle that we were talking about. Like, that sort of thing. Uh, as you guys are making your way out of the illustrious fortress. Uh, and like Caleb was saying, it is going to be a very stop and start travel. Uh, every hour or so, he will need to resummon Phantom Steed, but with the speed that which you guys are actually capable of going, um, the only you're only currently being slowed down by your lycanthrope guides, uh, who are not prepared to see how swiftly you are all able to move. Uh, but the fact that they can just sort of run is more than enough to bring them enjoyment at this point. Um, and so the first day goes by uneventfully, second day as well. Uh, and it is a stretch of four days before you reach the exit way from the Fey Dark to get back to the surface. Is there anything anyone would like to do over that course of four days? Caleb. Researching the urn. Okay. Properties and the like. So, uh, do you have Identify? Yes. All right, cool. That makes it super easy then. Uh, so after an Identify, uh, this is the Urn of Binding. Uh, this is a urn of brass that is etched with a folio depicting a legendary elven hero with an open palm towards the primordial archfey in their bestial forms. When an elemental creature within 120 feet reaches zero hit points, you may use your reaction to speak the urn's command word. When you do, the elemental creature is trapped within the urn and is stabilized at zero hit points while inside the urn. You may use an action to remove the lid of the urn to summon forth the elemental creature trapped within. The creature is friendly to you and your companions for up to one hour. At the end of the duration, the creature acts in accordance with its normal disposition and alignment. And the command word for the urn in Elven, we will make for you a home. We've got a problem. What's the problem? Well, to initially use the urn, we're going to need to take down that Frost Primordial. I'm sorry, one more time? We need to take down the Frost Primordial. All right. As in, it has to be unconscious. As in, as soon as that thing falls, we gotta use this urn. We can do it. Yeah. I've named him Kozlo. I imagine this is like day two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, it means magic and giant. There's an implication that means that there is a Koz high. It's not the same. 
It's not how language works. I know. <laughs> did, did you not learn this in your studies? Do we have to review? You see Caleb just take the portable hole, wrap it around himself like a blanket, <laughs> and then... <laughs> flops to the ground. I think I think Gwen goes up to Kozlo and goes, "Who is a good boy?" And it like growls at her, and she's like, "All right, cool, let's go." For it. Cats. Yep. If, <laughs> um. If we need to use the urn, only after we take down the primordial. Where does that leave Cyprus? I don't I don't know. Right, does he need to like How do we release the primordial? We remove it from the how how do we get it out of the ring? I I don't know. Do we have to goad it? Does your ring know? Oh, does your ring know? Does your ring know? Oh, we said that already. <laughs> Little head pops out of this Get back in your hole. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, I, I, I do think I should commune with Rai. Cool. I'll find out. Cory will commune with Rai. Okay. Uh, so Rai typically will respond in base emotions. Okay. Um. um Cor I, then I suppose Cory will go and meditate and think about what, um, she's going to need to do with Cypress. And um, basically, like, propose different plans to the ring, and then like get night get uh, like like enthusiastic like encouragement or like hmm, maybe let's not do that. Shake the magic eight ball. Yeah. What should I do about Cyprus? Try again later. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah. During one of the uh. During one of the breaks after you guys have traveled for a while, probably again closer to around the second day or so, uh. You can definitely take some time to meditate on this. So what are, what are the general questions that you're asking via meditation? Um. She, she's basically going to ask, Do we need to fight the primordial? in order to remove it from Cyprus? Will will defeating the Primordial and using the urn uh, free Cyprus from its control? The response that you get back is unsure, but hopeful. Okay. Um, would we be able to sever the connection by removing the ring there is a almost like a sense of the ring is laughing <laughs> and then okay. there is a saddened response i see um will defeating the primordial <sighs> will we have to kill cypress to defeat the primordial unsure okay make a history check 
19. You remember that uh, Rife has never seen this before. The last time that all this talk of like, oh, like what about the rings and stuff? Man, Rife got put in a ring and then Coralon went to go and fight like Vinru as Vinru. Like there was no ring. There was none of this nonsense back when Rife was still like kicking it Fox style originally. So yeah, they are unsure. All right. <clears throat> I, I think that Corey has basically concluded that we're we're it, it's just gonna be a fight, like like a straight up fight, and then we're gonna have to use the urn and hope that 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 works. And she'll communicate as much to her friends. Well, damn. Couldn't be that easy, could it? Should I ask my spirits if they know? They won't know, but I, you know, I can. Just saying. You should exhaust all sources of wisdom. Salad. Ceaseless questions. At least that's what I learned when I was a child. <sighs> okay, I didn't ask a lot of questions growing up. Yo, Grayskull. What's up? Uh, do you know anything about the Feywild and like the primordial Fey? Uh, like you basically just asked a stoner what they wanted at a McDonald's menu <laughs> at the drive-through, and they are just like dot 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 dot. Uh, well, I know that the Feywild has, is like the regular material plane. But it's four islands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that Material Plane has at least five. Mm -hmm. There is an Underdark, but we don't uh, call it that. We call it the Underfay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And your friend Corey has a ring that has a primordial in it. Yeah, that's very good. Uh, yeah. Salomar, do you have any idea? <laughs> yes, I have a better idea than Grayskull does. The material plane has at least 20 islands. Mm -hmm. It is called the Feydark. Uh-huh. And your friend Cory houses a ring that has a primordial in it. And then we met two others that also have the same... And then there is the Cypress situation, who is, I believe, taken over by one of them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. basically what I said. No, that's not what you said at all. It's right. basically information we already know. Oh, shit, I forgot. No, there was that lady. She had a really <laughs> nice smile. She had one, right? Who? Uh, she, was like, uh, she had the, the thing on a, on a tummy that said bang. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, anyways, guys, they don't know. I know lots of things. I mean, you can, yes, you guys know lots of things, but not specifically about the primordial fate of how to get them out of a ring. Thanks for trying anyway, Gwen. You're welcome. They also say you're welcome. 
Um, no, I did not say this. Caleb? <laughs> Caleb's going to look to the rest of the group and grimace. I'm going to try contact other planes. Why are you making that face? There's a slight chance I might go insane. Then down. For like fine, an hour. That. That's fine, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. It's fine, it's fine. It's fine. The werewolves have the same expression that Arjan do. Just, the fuck? How is this fine? Cory, 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 Cory. Yes, Arjan. I know that you are a very powerful healer. Go on. And can do amazing things. Sometimes. I do not want to be this close to an insane lich for any amount of time. Understandable. Chances are that won't happen. Calum, you want to contact your father, yes? Yeah, I could just walk off somewhere else. And if you hear fireballs, come kill me. Or heal we, me. We won't need to kill you. Just one tap on the rump and you'll be fine. Just tap my arm and he'll walk. <laughs> she follows after him and then turns around and gives Arjan like a really forced smile and thumbs up. Lycanthropes are going to, like, talk amongst themselves for a hot minute. <laughs> like, we're leaving them at the surface, right? Like, yeah, yeah, we're not. It's okay. No. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I passed. It's okay. fine. Sounds good. So, Plane gives them a very, like... Contact other planes gives you five questions? Uh, an amount up to a minute. So, to your discretion, sir. Okay. Well, they have to be responded with a yes or no, yes, but no, if or... a it's yes, no, maybe, never, irrelevant, or unclear. But if the answer they're going to give is going to be misleading, they can say a short phrase. Okay. Um. Yeah, there is a deep thum, and Calum is thrust back into the flow. Um, surfaces. <sighs> Hi, Father. Sorry, don't have a lot of time. Just looks at you like, okay. Like, they were just kind of, like, sitting near a pool, just watching things go by. They don't really have a whole lot to do here. Have you ever had to deal with spirits of Fae, particularly the primordial? No. <laughs> like, very stark, no. Sorry, I'm up to some shit. Have you had to deal with spirits in general? Yes. If you were to kill someone who was being possessed by a spirit, would that force the spirit out? Yes. Great. Um, in the inevitability that we have to fight the spirit, are they weakened inside of their host or stronger? Cyanus, what are you doing? Liberating the Feywild. And that was his version of an unclear. I'm up to some shit. Thank you. 
he'll try and like reach a hand out to touch him but probably gets like bubble blasted Whoop. away yep right as they're about to get close Boop. gone <coughs> so father has never dealt with the primordial Arm tap. Ah! <laughs> are you okay i'm fine oh everything's good all right everything's good um father's never dealt with the primordials before but strictly speaking if we can take down the host body then the thing possessing it will he'll walk back and explain so, so typically if the host body goes down that forces the spirit out and then we fight the actual host uh, the actual spirit oh. so this is going to be like a two-stage boss fight so, so what you're saying is that we're going to have to fight cyprus and then fight vinru correct <sighs> I was hoping it wouldn't come to that, but to don't blow our loads all at once. Or yeah, don't blow your loads all at once. What if he like? What if we like make him like stop, and then we just break his neck? That way we don't have to go through a whole fight. <laughs> this oh. could very well be exactly what Vinru wants to be let what? out. Yes. What if oh, he's being limited by being attached to Cyprus? What if Cyprus is still cognizant and he's fighting to keep Vinru back? There are still a lot of blah, 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 variables we don't understand. But knock Cyprus out, force Vinru out, kill Vinru. Well, stuff him in the jar. And then we pickle him for like three to eight months. All right. All right. We can do this. Yeah. We have to. Yeah. We got this, guys. Come on. We will. We will. We will. We will say it we will yeah at some point uh during this uh journey uh cory's gonna try and uh enter autumn form okay make me that wisdom save what's the dc now 22 oh boy i got a 13 okay so, Corey, as you are attempting to go into autumn form, there is a sound that only you can hear. And it is a groaning sound. A sound that is like ice being put to a tension point. And then you hear something break and shatter and the rest of you see Cory go into her autumn form but there is something not right about this are you okay Cory Cory looks at him and smiles and says everything's fine Kalen 
And Corey, as you say this, Calum, you see what looks like a hairline fracture along the side of her face that kind of extends down from her nose to the side of her cheek and kind of like spiders out a little bit. Because you don't look fine. I think her brow furrows just for a moment. Oh, wait. That's right. You don't have a reflection. Minor illusion, the shape of her face, but with the fracture and crack. And, Corey, as you furrow your brow, on the right side where it was furrowed, there are, like, little flecks that are beginning to fall. Shift back. I don't want to do that. Can I make an insight check? Is she, like, actually shattering? Yeah, you can make an insight check. Or medicine, maybe? 21. 21? This is... The way that it's flecking off and the way that it's falling is similar to when you were a child one of the three times that you were able to actually get out of the temple and play in mud before Father Lionar pulled you back into the tower. You remember the mud drying on your hand, and after it reached a certain point of dryness as you would flex and move, it would just begin to flake and fall. And that seems to be what's happening with parts of Cory. And a small piece underneath the side of her cheek just falls off larger than the others and there is what looks like the color of stars underneath like this deep black purple like looking up directly into the night sky Corey, you're breaking. Corey, you don't literally. feel different. I don't know what you're talking about. Where is this happening? Around you guys. Like... <laughs> You had this conversation, Corey. Uh, did you like go away from the group to transition into a raven form or to transition into autumn form? I don't think that's necessarily something that she goes away to do. Yeah, so like Gwen, you see Calum is getting more like inquisitive. He's asking like louder questions at this point. And more of that like hairline fracture is beginning to grow and fleck off and there is a point where it seems to just almost entirely fall from her brow down to the top of her cheek Calum and where Corey in autumn form typically has these very nice 
autumnal orange eyes. There is a deep purple eye with black sclera that just seems to gaze back at you. And this gaze Caleb. almost seems familiar. Caleb, what's the matter? Holy shit! Caleb draws the great sword and what casts tensors on himself. Wait, hold on. What is happening? What, Corey? What's going on? I, I don't know, Caleb. What? Why? Your, dude, your face is breaking away. Like, I can see it, and I don't do magic shit or shrooms anymore. Can Caleb suss out that this is Char's doing? It is much easier to suss out that this is Char's doing, for as Corey is like, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know why. Uh, the aspects of Autumn begin to fade from her as her hair takes on that sort of galaxy purple color as well her other eye shifts to be the same coloration but more about I want to say a third of her face is just missing and in its place is its outline you can still see the definition of facial features but there is just Starfield and that is where we are going to call it for tonight's session just wanted to say, Calum just breathes. Coriander, what did you do? Yay! And with that, that's what where we're going to call it fuck, for Andor. tonight's session! Yeah! I would like to say, first off, thank you so much to everybody who decided to join us for this wonderful session of Dungeons & Dragons. I'm having a great time. We're all having a great time. Why wouldn't we be? Uh, hey, RJ, where can we find you? What do you do? Ah! Hey everybody, you can <laughs> I'm RJ here on the channel, but you can catch me at rjustice282 on Twitter and Twitch, where I tweet about the nerdy things of my life and sometimes stream video games. Uh, you can catch me this week over at G Game Nights for our Star Power game, where I play a punchy boy who poisoned himself, and now he has the power to defend his friends even better. I don't know how that works; it just does. Um, also. Uh, Sunday coming up in the morning over at the Hype Goblins channel where I play a medic who is a sorcerer cleric named Rollin Granbrook and he's just there having a time with his Naga girlfriend. Uh, it's not official yet. Uh, after that, at night, catch me back here for Rhyme of the Frost Maidens where I'm Rocky or Box of Rocks <laughs> as uh, we've cornered a bad person and now we're going to interrogate them. Nakeener.com. Uh, I just uploaded. Hi, I'm LB of LB Hack'em Up. Uh, and you can find me at LB Hack'em Up on the Twitters and the Twitches. I just uploaded a new uh, schedule for myself because my schedule is changing. Uh, Monday nights I'm here. Tuesday nights I'm streaming on my own channel around 3 o'clock most of the time. Um, and then on Tuesday evenings I will be on GGK at 7 p.m. doing Tabletop Tuesdays, which is like sort of an assorted game thing on thursdays instead of playing uh with lauren i'm going to be playing on nerd immersions channel we are doing a run of Baldur's gate 3 which will be super fun we're playing with uh katie and celeste which will be awesome and then on friday 
that's when uh, Lauren and I will be playing our uh, horror games. It's Friday Night Frights, maybe. Uh, and then Sunday I'll be on back at GGK. Uh, and then I'm gonna be start. I'm gonna start running some games on my channel. Weird. What? I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, so keep an eye out for those. Uh, at the end of the month, I'm doing a um, Monster of the Week game with Jordan with a PH and Sir Lucian. Uh, and some GGK people, so it should be fun. I'm a little like four weeks stint of that, so they can get a little taste of it. Yeah, uh, Jamaicaner.com. He got tired of taking our arms, so he took our face. Hi, everybody. I'm Cyber Several Twelve One. Uh, you can find my stuff at Several Twelve One Live. Uh, my my Twitch where right now on Saturdays I am playing Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars, and I'm doing push-ups while I do it because I need to get strong again. Uh, we just got Gino, so now I know we're going to find out why everybody wants him in Smash. I, I hope. Um, Check out Jabroin TV. It's got a lot of cool people doing lots of cool things, and eventually we're gonna start putting more videos up on YouTube. <laughs> eventually, <laughs> once we edit them. Um, also, let's talk about it. Uh, let's talk about it. it. Has a new episode up. I realize that it is hard to find because search engines don't like uh, YouTube channels that only have eight subscribers. Uh, but twitter.com slash let's talk about abt pod uh should have all the links for you uh so check that out it is a i think it's a good episode we wrap up 2020 by playing a round of wild honesty which is a really cool party game that i thoroughly recommend uh, so yeah check that out for the for the games that i'm doing i am clearly here uh I will try to be here on Thursdays or on Thursday if my voice is just a little bit better than it is right now. Um, running the uh, the Tyrant Security game. Uh, I'm here but on Mondays, but you already saw me. Uh, and not tomorrow, but I believe next Tuesday I'm going to be back on High Shelf Gaming playing werewolf the apocalypse so that that's gonna be a fun time uh yeah that that's me danaekeener.com speaking of danaekeener.com hi everybody i'm danaekeener you can find me at danaekeener.com i do nerdy drawings mostly related to DD and a lot of things on this channel uh you can find me here on sundays running rhyme of the frost maiden that's been a whole lot of fun and uh this saturday you can find me on ggk playing over arms uh with their star power game i play as vivian coil and uh her thing is bees denaekeeter.com and if you've made it this far you probably already know who i am but if you don't hey acorns what's up it's me your buddy your pal your friend the indoor adventurer the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indoor adventures we do shows like this on monday and thursday at 5 30 p.m pacific standard time as well as on sundays at seven o'clock p.m pacific standard time if this is your first time joining us you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all of the vods of each of the games that we have played up until this point or you can find us anywhere audio casts are made available for free but for now we are going to be going into our patreon 
Patreon-supported after show called Knights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from the community, but also from each other. So if you have any questions for myself or any of these other fine folk, such as what the fuck is happening with Corey right now? Hey, guess what? You can, you can find the answers to that in Knights in the Courtyard, or just wait till next week. You never know. Uh, but with that, I would like to say once again, thank you to everybody who decided to stop by. Thank you to these players for putting up with my bullshit once again this week. And we'll see all of you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. I pressed the button. <laughs>